0: What's up, everybody? This is Healing Intentions, and I'm your host, Dr. Adrian Mimetti. This podcast is about natural health and wellness, mental health, cannabis, psychedelics, philosophy, and spirituality. Today, my guest is Dr. Thomas Maxey. Tom is a licensed naturopathic doctor practicing in Carlsbad, California. He enjoys utilizing various body work, injection therapies, nutrient therapies, and dietary counseling as his main clinical tools. He also enjoys entrepreneurship, product formulation, plant extraction, mycology, writing, and psychedelic research as they are engaging and keep him on his toes. Let's get started. I got uh, my good friend, Dr. Thomas Maxey here. Welcome. Thank you. It is a pleasure to join you on your podcast. Awesome, man. Now yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, you're one of the few friends that I met and know down here in, in SoCal. And, uh, you know, we've kept that connection ever since we met at NMSA, AAMP conference a couple of years ago. Yeah. I think, I think it was the 2017 conference actually in Arizona. That's right. A more. Yep. Yeah. I remember at the pool party. Yeah. I know. It's cause you guys beat us in the NMSA cup. <laughs> that was bitter. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Now we, uh, and then that la- that next year we actually ended up winning the whole thing, Yeah, which was yeah. awesome. Gratifying, gratifying (laughs) for sure, man. Yeah, so uh, lots of awesome things to talk about. I know we have a lot of things in common that we're really passionate about, Mm -hmm. and you know, just want to share it with the world. So here we are, and uh, why don't we start by just kind of giving me a little background about yourself, you know, how you got into naturopathic medicine, what led you to this point today, and you know, just go into it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's always such a tough question for me, I feel like, because there's there's so much that led me to, and it kind of feels like it was just the path that my life was meant to take, to be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. growing up, my mom was always really focused on holistic medicine, uh, herbal practices. She would like do Native American chanting and drumming for me and my sister every night when we went to bed, and then she would do half an hour of Reiki on both of us. Like, wow. That was the next level, level of dedication for being a parent, and like she poured her heart into it. and. You know, she got into yoga, she was doing past life transgression, she was working with a spiritual medium like through the nineties and early two thousands. Wow. Into Louise Hayes, all the people, you know, from an early childhood. So I grew up in that type of environment in a like sugar free household where we only ate organic home cooked meals. Like I, I got McDonald's once or twice a year for like my friend's birthday parties. We'd get ice cream once a week on Saturdays and that was like a treat.
0: Wow, man.
1: So I was just kind of raising that and it was like, I mean, kind of pounded into me. You know, when you're a kid, you don't want to do the healthy things. I just wanted to have soda with my friends. So me and my sister would have to sneak some treats and stuff and hide it from my mom. But (laughs) Uh I was kind of always exposed to that community. And then when I got into medical school, no, in Mm pre-med, I was getting really disillusioned with sitting in classrooms. I was at Arizona State University. Oh, cool. There's 375 people in big lecture halls. Like,
0: yeah. Right. And that's like the school famous for like big parties and stuff, right?
1: Yeah. Well, that's why I went there. I didn't really know <laughs> if I wanted to go to school at all. I wanted to do other things. And I figured, mm-hmm. you know, pre-med makes sense as a backup plan. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was in pre-med. I was getting really bored of sitting in classes. So I went to a massage school that was actually like one, two addresses over from Arizona, like the corner of Arizona Street. So it was like two buildings over. Cool. From where ASU ended. And I started doing Reiki cranial unwinding, massage therapy, all professionally working with lots of like, it was a very big toe reading school. Like we had a bunch of toe readers, famous toe readers there, lots of tween chakra classes. So while I was going through pre-med, I was doing all of that and kind of like really trying to focus on ways to learn how to heal people actually instead of just sitting in a classroom so I was like I'm gonna sit in a classroom for the next 10 years and then you start getting to heal and work right. with people essentially you know mm-hmm. so I wanted to do it at an earlier age and then that really pulled me in through pre-med and I took a year off and I was thinking about moving back to Europe to like kind of grow up there I was 21 when I was done with college and I was like oh, I'm still young enough where I could feel like I grew up a little bit near became an adult there you know I was still Mm -hmm. young and wild at 21 Um, but I was thinking about who I wanted to spend the rest of my life working with and like associating with I was like I could go to PT school because I love working with athletes rehab prehab all that stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, I was thinking about DO school just for licensure scope of practice taking insurance but at the end of the day my mom moved our family to the states so she could become a naturopath and I just knew the community so well. I knew what it stood for. Where'd you move from? From Athens, Greece. Awesome. Yeah. So you were born there? I was born in Athens, Greece. Uh, grew up there for a few years. Went to Istanbul for a few years. Amazing. Which is awesome. Went to Copenhagen for a few years, which is where my family's from. I'm a Danish citizen. Wow. Went back to Athens for another four or five years. And then I moved to the States, um, in 2002.
0: So I spent middle school, high school, college in Arizona. Very cool, man. That's, that's really awesome. And, and, you know, my background's Albanian. So, you know, we're neighbors right there. Sure. representing that Mediterranean. Oh
1: yeah. I love (laughs) it. God.
0: It's so nice. I mean, that's what
1: I like being in San Diego is that it reminds me a lot of
0: the Mediterranean. Exactly. There's
1: yep. Pine trees, there's rolling hills, there's mountains. That's super mediterranean
0: yeah man so then you're in arizona doing all this awesome stuff and uh and then you how did you discover naturopathic medical school there's scnm right there right
1: yeah so that's where my mom moved our family to go to was to the southwest college of naturopathic medicine but after spending 11 years out there i was like i had to get out of the desert it was Mm. too hot Mm -hmm. great school they just like developed it and opened up their new branches so it was really alluring, but I was actually living in New Hampshire at the time. I'd moved out there to try to be with a girl, which didn't work out. which was a classic move. Never uh-huh. move anywhere for <laughs> uh-huh. someone that radical. So uh, <laughs> I was living out there, and my mom was actually teaching at the university in Puerto Rico, oh. Tarabo University. Very and cool. And she had just heard from a few of her friends that they'd opened a school in San Diego. It would only been open for two years, and... I was like between moving back to Copenhagen or going to San Diego. And I was like, I could go to San Diego. (laughs) I could go surf and like do that. You know, like it was always, it was always a dream growing up in Europe, especially like in Eastern Europe, like back in the nineties, things were way further ahead in the United States than they were in Europe. Like Harry Potter came out two years after it came out in the States. Like, what the heck, man? I had to wait that long to watch it. (laughs) going crazy
0: that's so true man. so
1: now it's like now it's caught up but like back then it was like this was the place where everyone really dreamed of like being or like that was the goal like if you made it you made it to california like you're yeah. at the top of the world which is true like we live in like the 99th or the 99th percentile
0: of like privilege oh for now. sure and you just look around and it's like people are like oh it's so expensive there it's like well yeah look around you yeah know?
1: look around every like i still drive around and like sometimes in like mission Bay or when i'm up on a hill and you get a yeah. view and there's a sunset you're like
0: holy shit like yeah. this place is actually fucking beautiful and amazing it's ridiculous yeah and and not only just the san diego area but all the north county and areas around and then orange and county the mountains and everywhere yeah. Yep, all the mountains there's the elfin forest hike i gotta I love do you forest that you told me about mm-hmm. i gotta check that place out but yeah, man, that's that's exciting. So you come out to San Diego in and, and best year, and, and how did that all go for you?
1: Well, it was pretty interesting, you know. So it was there would only been two classes that started. So when my class started, there still wasn't a fourth-year class. So the first people that were there, they had to pretty much, like, trailblaze it and pioneer everything wow. and set up the resources and compile the information and, like, how to – pass and like it was pretty much just the teachers and supervisors taking over the role of like the elder position so it was like it was intense and it was kind of intimidating but that's also what allured a lot of the people in my class is like this is new we can put our stamp on it we can help the school grow yeah and be part of that growth and that was really awesome because I got to set up a few like elective classes I set up a Brene Brown uh, vulnerability elective class no way yeah so we had that running for two summers which is super awesome that's amazing dude learned so many great exercises from that. And it was just nice to do that with my friend you know, that was more like the spiritual vulnerability exercises that I think are so crucial and vital to becoming a good healer yep. that we don't get enough of in school. You know, it's
0: absolutely, it's such a big part of it, man. You know, that's something I've been recently diving deep into myself and, and just realizing how vulnerable I really am and how important it is. Mm-hmm. And like when I'm vulnerable, wow it is amazing how other people can be vulnerable and like everybody's walls come down Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're being your true authentic self and boy does some beautiful magic come out of that well yeah
1: i mean it it becomes like addicting once you know that that type of space exists Mm -hmm. it's like almost hard not to exist in that space and that's kind of what i was kind of disappointed in going to naturopathic medical school because i felt like i learned so many true healing techniques going through cranial unwinding and polarity and, like, creating a healing alliance and a healing space and really listening to someone and not having, like, just that approach, like, takes the ego mind out of the room and Mm -hmm. it allows you to actually connect on the soul level, on the body level, where people are actually expressing what's going on, you know, you kind of have to dig into that and I wanted that so bad from naturopathic medical school and I feel like I didn't get it Mm -hmm. even when I like tried to fight for it or even bring it up in combos for the school. I'm like, we need more spiritual training. We need to learn how to process and sit with people and like people are like, yeah, but that's like, you can do that on your own time. Like do that extracurricularly. I'm like, why? Like we could do it as a school and heal together and heal each other while we're working towards healing the world and healing our communities. You know, that's, the only way you can bring true healing. So
0: Absolutely, man. Yeah, because the deeper we go within ourselves and heal ourselves, the more we can bring that out to mm-hmm. others and help them mm-hmm. heal themselves as well. Yeah,
1: and it's not to say that it wasn't a beautiful experience and people didn't heal like a lot of people with the tools they learned did heal themselves, you know. For sure. And I'm yeah. really grateful for that experience and so many beautiful people that I met. But it was like I felt like I was craving more. And there's like it's kind of the cycle that I think every medical school student goes mm-hmm. through like first year, you're just like, Holy shit, this is crazy, it's overwhelming. Then second year like, what am I doing here? We're just studying science and not doing anything. I'm so busy. This is ridiculous. Yeah, And then third year it's kinda like you get a little breath and you're like, oh, I'm kinda learning the therapies and it gets kind of exciting again. And you're like, oh now I'm getting the treatments and the cool shit and mm-hmm. the injections, IVs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then fourth year, you're like, fed up. You're like, holy shit. (laughs) I'm
0: (laughs) I'm so tired. (laughs) I'm completely adrenally depleted.
1: (laughs) Dude, yeah.
0: The recovery process is bitch, too. (laughs) Yeah, it's a real thing. Dr. Lou, Dr. Louise Edwards, who's Mm -hmm. our, you know, naturopathic elder at our school and best year, of course, as well. She talks about how after when she graduated, she literally just like slept for like two months straight, just complete, just renewal and, you know, replenishing that's needed. Yeah, I know when you, when you get to that
1: point where you wake up just on your own in the morning and you're not tired anymore and it's like 6.30 or 7, you're like, whoa, oh, <laughs> this is what it feels like to be a normal person again. Like, I remember yeah. this shit.
0: <laughs> and, and just for anybody that's listening that is in their first or second year of, of naturopathic medical school, any school really, uh, it you know you hear it all the time, it does get better. In the third or fourth year it does mm-hmm. get more fun. It does get easier because you're kind of connecting all the dots and applying what you've learned. And it, that's where you kind of start to see the light at the end yeah. of the tunnel of like, wow.
1: Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's where it got exciting for me when you can really, cause the integrated model is like a new way of learning too. And you don't really see it pay off until later. And it's like, Oh, this actually really all comes together. And it's kind of cyclical too. So right. it works really well. And I, I mean, just like playing with herbal medicine and, actually learning therapeutics and like getting that down is so exciting and like it is fun to get into
0: so so much so man yeah we we learn about a lot of really awesome therapeutics and Mm -hmm. modalities that it's like you know not only what we learn in school but then what we can get our hands on into after school and outside the extracurriculars that that's what i'm all about Mm -hmm. you know like that's Mm -hmm. what got me through school Mm -hmm. and that's any advice i would give for people is like spend as much time on your own thing as you can and then the (laughs) studying and the tests and the whatever it's like okay great i gotta do this but like the other stuff is like funny you know learning for fun
1: i spent so much of my extra time doing things i was in the nmsa for three years yep. i was on a vp position for two of those years i was running the a and r retreat down here for five years and like building it by hand on the
0: weekends oh
1: man Setting up composting toilets kitchen showers <laughs> like shade structures i love it and like it's just god and then i went yeah so i was doing a second doctor program in chinese medicine and acupuncture as well down here at pcom because mm-hmm that had a lot more of the energy of like a massage energy healing school and just the way you get to look at the body you get to like like, you have to smell the person you have to see how they're walking like what does their tongue look like what's the color of the eyes and you really take all the elements of the person in as part of the intake process and I think it's so beautiful because you're not you're asking questions as guiding but you're diagnosing based on what the body is telling you Mm -hmm. and in Chinese medicine, what the diagnosis is gives you your treatment as well. So if you can get the diagnosis right, you know exactly what the treatment has to be.
0: Right. And all based off all the patterns, right? Exactly. And the the five theory, you know, element theory and all that. Yeah, I took a little bit of, uh, you know, a hundred hour acupuncture course and I would get acupuncture every Mm -hmm. week in the clinic. Mm -hmm. And that's what I miss most about school is all that self-care and that we would do on each other. Yeah. You know, all of our chiropractor friends. That was was my favorite, the
1: chiropractor.
0: Yep. And uh, all of it, man. And, you know, it's just so important to kind of put it all together. And I agree, TCM, Chinese medicine, it looks at it from such a, I mean, they've been doing it for thousands of years. Like they get it. Yeah. They've they, perfected it by now. <laughs> they know what works. Mm-hmm. They've been studying nature a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So, so what are some of your favorite modalities that really get you excited and passionate to talk about? I know you said botanicals, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's like that's what i've been doing mostly professionally is botanicals, formulation, nutraceuticals, product creation. I love making different herbal products you know, i've done like a few hundred formulations at this point. I love awesome. thinking up different ways to introduce herbal medicine to people through common products that are more effective than their like commonplace counterparts that we could typically find in the store, so mhm I think it's just it's such a good gateway to get people involved and interested in like the nature and the power it has to heal them you know like oh these plants are doing better than my drugs are at treating this problem
0: so yeah which is not the current paradigm right Mm -hmm. oh well yeah that natural stuff uh either that you know can think it's complete bs or oh yeah okay yeah that can be good here and there but Little do they realize it's actually mm-hmm. more powerful. Mm-hmm. in And most there's tons
1: of science on it showing how to dose, or at least approximately how to dose it. And there's thousands of years of general herbalism knowledge that's also been passed down that right. is disregarded. Unlike Chinese medicine, which is like more well studied because it's actually practiced professionally in China, so they have funding for studies. Mm-hmm. Like in the hospitals,
0: they yeah, had all to that hospital, back.
1: and they're like a lot of the science they're showing combination therapies of herbs like red sage fighting cancer and infections, you know, and like combining that with astragalus or turkey mm-hmm. tail, you know. Mm-hmm. There's tons of science coming out of there. Yep. Whether that science is strong and sound, you know, you have to read the actual studies. But there is a lot of science that you can look through and see what's going on and understand how it works too, much like a drug.
0: Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and that and that was the. It's just so fascinating, you know, when you get into botanicals and you look at it, are you looking at, like, the mechanisms of action and the constituents mm-hmm. and trying to really break it down, like Western, you know, Western science? Or are you looking at it like the whole plant and the energetics yeah. and all the different, you know, parts mm-hmm. about how it fits into the synergy with other plants? Yeah. And, yeah. that you know, it's paradigm views. Yeah. But still, the best form of
1: herbalism is just like compounding tinctures and formulas for your patients. You know, that's what in school, I pretty much always gave my patient a tincture
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because it is personal because it is vibrational too. Like, oh, this person has this certain pattern going on. I can select these herbs to help treat that pattern and alleviate some of the blockages that might be stopping them from entering their healing process.
0: Plus, it's the tincture that you, Tom Tom made and put your energy into it and then that healing they they feel it Mm -hmm. because it's like why is grandma's soup taste just just right a little different than you can make Mm. you have the right ingredients Mm. it's about the energy she puts in right the love it's the love it's all about love (laughs) so yeah man that's that's exciting so botanicals Mm -hmm. and so what else what else um
1: I do. I mean, my favorite is always going to be body work. You know, I really, I really love doing myofascial therapy. I Mm. think it's like the foundation of what I do. So I do a ton of, I've developed it to this point where I call it like manual unwinding. So it's not like cranial unwinding, but I'm like literally unwinding the fashion, stripping it and resetting muscles and going through the planes of the body. So the body trains and following those fascial planes and doing a lot of reflexologies type stuff where you know you can mirror the body in the palm or in mm-hmm. the foot and figuring out cross patterns of fascia so if you can like kind of go through you activate the body you release all the fascial planes and then i tie in like polarity and cranial work and energy work at the end to like smooth it out so you get the heavy and the light fascial work at the end after it's been like soothed and then you can kind of like let it reset wow because a lot of the times i mean it, it can take a lot for someone to like work through their blockages by themselves and you know, muscles just get stuck and calcified too. So you really need to like clear out shit and move things from the tissues in order for them to start flowing again. You know, when (laughs) I had this session, my friend gave me a cupping massage and she was just sliding the cups all over my back and massaging and I woke up like hungover the next day. It was a Friday morning. I woke up late for my clinic shift at school. I was like sweating and I like, I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what day it was. And I was like, woke up, whoa. Like, what What happened? I didn't I didn't drink last night. Like, I didn't do anything. I just went to bed. Wow. But just the amount of, like, release that she got in my fascia, like, had me hung over. And that's why it's, like, really important to drink a lot of water when you're doing that type of work, too. Mm-hmm. But I would say that is definitely my favorite modality just because you get to touch the patient the whole time. And you can feel their muscle responding and their body responding and how it's responding. And that's what, the f- like the founder of Bastier always said it's like you have to touch the patient, John mm-hmm. Bastier. Mm-hmm. Um in order to understand what's really going on. And if you're spending a whole session and your therapy is touching the patient, you're gonna be moving a lot of stuff, especially in a society where touch right is undervalued and touch is I mean, very scarce for a lot of children. Like people don't get loving touch when they're growing up. They don't get it from their friends. There's not a lot of platonic love.
0: Mm.
1: And it's something inherently as, like, people who live in communities that we should have. And it creates security and, like, a proper nervous system development. So if you're not having touch growing up or any type of therapeutic touch or love, you're not getting oxytocin, and serotonin and dopamine. You need to properly develop your neurological system growing up. And that's trauma in itself. And then that gets tied up in your nervous system. And you get stuck living in that pattern because that's all you really know. Like, that's your prefault
0: yeah yeah Free, default default yeah 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 <laughs> your For default sure. setting you know so yep wow it's, yeah wow bro you just said a lot there <laughs> <laughs> uh holy shit yeah you, you just blew my mind like multiple times um body work dude it's it's very interesting because we've got like a yin yang going yin yang mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. on right now because like body work and touching is like what i'm least into (laughs) but i recognize the importance of it and like everything you said i'm like wow dude you got a table because we're about to hit this right now after we're done with this it's right there (laughs) i got a Cairo table underneath the perfect well after this recording's done everybody that's where i'll be at (laughs) we got we got needles right there so we're ready to go perfect uh and plenty of cannabis supplement through the whole process absolutely um wow but man yeah because you know so much of our emotions and pain and traumas and shit like they get stored in Mm -hmm. our body Mm -hmm. right and people are just trying to constantly live outside of their body and like Mm -hmm. numb away get Mm -hmm. away from all that yeah and that's why this body work is like essential yeah and how about fascia? I could talk about that probably the whole rest of this podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's so complex. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, we shouldn't get into it at all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole another podcast. It literally. So yeah, I have
0: a, a cousin of mine that's a very amazing massage therapist mm-hmm. and she's the best I've ever encountered. And, and, uh, she's all, she's been all about my fascia release yeah. and, you know, all of that stuff, she gets mm-hmm. deep mm-hmm. and then you realize how once you're. That close and connected with somebody, it's not just about the muscles and the ligaments anymore. You're going on a deeper level. Well, yeah,
1: because it's you're literally breaking through their armor. It's like it's you put on armor as tension in the body and patterning. If you get a broken heart, a lot of people with a broken heart will have a ton of tension on like the backside, where right mm-hmm. where the rhomboids are,
0: mm-hmm. and that
1: is yep. a literal like they got stabbed in the back, so it. Created a shield, you know, and it creates a knot, you know, and I had that for a while after I moved to New Hampshire and had that heartbreak. I remember getting massages afterwards, and as soon as someone like put an elbow near there, I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. oh God, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and you could just feel that tenderness, you know, it's crazy. But it is, I mean, a lot of people grow up in that trauma state and it's in their body, and when you're living through that, your life becomes a reflection of that trauma. So essentially, it's so hard for people to break out of because your whole life becomes built through your trauma. You're living through your trauma. Right. And to stop that cycle, you have to step out pretty much of that life. You know, you have to let like go <laughs> of your whole identity essentially. And when you're doing body work, you're like literally pressing through that armor and those layers that people built up and the body has to release. I can feel the nervous system like holding onto muscle and then like, Oh, it jumps a little bit. Then it jumps and like melts away. Wow, And the person like you can't when someone's pinching a super tender muscle that has a fuck ton of emotion stuck in it mm-hmm. and it's releasing, you can't, you're just kind of like crippled, you know, it's like a Kung Fu death grip. Yeah. You, you can't do anything. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh man. Like last wow. year, my, my girlfriend at the time, she had a uh, Theragun and she was Theragunning my hamstrings. Uh-huh. And I'd had a ton of like heartbreak from a business that kind of fell apart that I really felt was like, the culmination of my dreams and everything I'd done in my life. Like I was able to push it through this business and it mm-hmm. didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And that broke my heart. Yeah. And she was massaging my hamstrings and it was like, it was, I was cr- laughing cause it was so sensitive, but I was also crying at the same time. Like I was so sad, but also giggling cause it was like such nervous tension yep. hung up in my hamstrings. And it was like, all right. Yep. I got to do some deadlifts and stretching and like start shaking those things out. It's <laughs>
0: good that it got to be released though, right? You know, yeah. and it's wild yeah. what you're talking about. I'm like, wait, are we talking about body work still? Or like mm-hmm. psychedelic intense therapy, you know, well, sessions, but It's, both. it's and, both. And I'm sure people have psychedelic s- sessions yeah. w- with body work, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, when I was, I was 17 when I started body work school. And like when I was 18, my mom always told me, don't do psychedelics you can trip through meditation like you don't need psychedelics for to sure. learn the lessons you for know sure. the lessons for sure but psychedelics are just really fun so <laughs> i do those they but give
0: you a little shortcut into what's possible for
1: sure but you have to do the work on the outside right but right i remember getting cranial and winding sessions and like you're floating in the ether you're conscious but you're completely detached from your body detached from the reality around you and you're in another space but you're still conscious you know you're floating in the ether right and if you float there long enough you it starts turning into the trippiest shit in the world. And I've had much more psychedelic experiences at sober meditating wow. and getting energy work than I ever have had on psychedelics. Granted, I haven't had the accidental like 40 gram mushroom dose or like a vial of acid poured down <laughs> my throat. So
0: yeah, that, I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah, no, same with me. I haven't had anything crazy like that, but, uh, but yeah, man, uh, um, you know, I'll just briefly get into it real quick because it's something I just can't not share. I've been doing these seminars lately that have really been impactful. They've been really transformational for me and uh, they're called Mastery and Transformational Training. Shout out to everybody and all of those. You all know who you are. Um, but I've learned a lot about a lot of this stuff that we're talking about here, being vulnerable and and being able to just. Not be afraid to be your true authentic self and just kind of letting it rip, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh I've just I've just learned so much. What was the topic you were just talking about? I lost my fascia
1: bodywork. It's okay, I it got happens. you. I got you, bro. I got it locked up right
0: here. Yeah, yeah. Um and just just the you know, we got so deep with fashion and body work that oh, we were talking about I emotions. See- <laughs> <and> <laughs> I was gonna go on.
1: Psychedelic some- Experiences while Mm. meditating. Yeah. Oh, right.
0: Getting to a psychedelic experience without any substances at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is the
1: most psychedelic thing.
0: It is. It is. That's a trip. And I've (laughs) experienced it before. I've done a 10-day meditation retreat. Mm -hmm. Silent. silent, silent. And, you know, like little glimpses of that for sure. Like Mm -hmm. when I've smoked DMT, I've been like, oh, wow. Like I've definitely gone in and out of this. It floats you out there, yeah. And, you know, like it's there's a really great book zigzag zen and it's about (laughs) buddhism and psychedelics Mm -hmm. and it's a bunch of these buddhist masters and different people they interview like ram das and different you know legends in psychedelics world and they're all like yeah like you can get to these places naturally without these substances 100 percent. but it can take a little bit of work a lot of work and a little bit of time i
1: mean that was that was the hard lesson our forefathers had to realize they found acid and mushrooms again and they took it for like 30 days straight in the house in Boston. It's like, this is enlightenment. This right. is where we want to be. Like, this is where we should exist. And then they left the house after 30 days and they walked out and Ramdas was like, Oh, here I, here I am. I'm still Dr. Alpert. Like I have to go be the person I was like, it's an escape. It's not mm-hmm.
0: a change in who you are. Like, right. Yeah, exactly. So you gotta, you know, it's all about intention and how things are used, right? It's another tool, mm-hmm. and you know, body work and breath work. Mm-hmm. I've heard people say they've had the most yeah. psychedelic experiences with breath work alone.
1: Well, yeah, holotropic because it helps release DMT from your actual brain too. So like that—that yep. that is a free sober trip. But technically, you're taking drugs made in your own body.
0: And that's what our, that Joe Dispenza <laughs> talks about: how we have a whole pharmacy in our and within us. Well, we yeah, I mean that's whatever we want.
1: The, the drugs we're taking aren't what's making us high it's allowing the chemical process to take effect which makes us feel high it's our serotonin flooding and not being broken down like right it's us that's making ourselves high you know exactly (laughs) Yep. that's the same thing with healing the principle of healing is i can't heal anyone else you can only heal yourself the only thing i can do is create the space and maybe show you the way you can heal or Like allow you, and that's like exactly. That's the beautiful thing about body work is I didn't know I had that tension in my hamstrings. I didn't know my heartbreak was in my hamstrings that time. Mm -hmm. And if she hadn't rubbed me with that theragun and like driven me crazy, I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't be able to release that too and take note of that and become aware because it brings awareness. So many people I grab, they're like, "Oh my God!" Like I didn't realize I was that tense there. And I'm like, I'm barely pinching them. Like I have strong fingers Mm because I do a lot of body work and rock climbing, but. Mm I'm barely pinching them Where like if I do a little fascial roll, it's like I'm not even working and people are like screaming and like you don't realize where the tension is and where those emotions are until someone touches them and pokes them yep. and it's like, Hey, mm-hmm. Hey, yep. what are you doing in there? <laughs> and it's exactly. like, Oh shit. And your nervous system literally has to like account for it and change the way that it's receiving information and communicating with that area.
0: Yep. And that's what it's about, man. You know, we a lot of us are, stuck in this sympathetic overdrive got to go 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 and and what's happening in your fight or flight your body's like freaking out cortisol's through the roof your immune system's like what the hell's going on you know and everything's just like going crazy how how do you think you're gonna think well and process things how do you think you're gonna be connected to yourself and and with deep you know in your body <sighs> Definitely. You know, how you think your digestion is going to be? How do you like, not good? <laughs> no, not
1: good at all. I mean, as someone who has been very burnt out in an oversympathetic state, mm-hmm. um, I have very much experienced the pain of like you not being hungry or eating one or two bites of your meal and then being full and not being able to sleep. Cause when you're stressed, you're literally not producing the hormones. Like you, a lot of people don't understand that depression and anxiety and hyper or hypocortisolism after burnout mm-hmm. is like an actual biological disease where you're just like, Oh, I'm just burned out. I need to rest more and do better. But like you have an actual deficiency of what you need for your body to regulate itself and function properly.
0: And like, yeah, your think, whole HPA axis is thrown off. Yeah. And
1: so many times, like I think personally too, when you're depressed, you're just like, Oh, it's my fault. Like I'm not treating myself well. I need to do better. Like I'm going to be more social or whatever. And like, I don't think there's enough like grace there to be like, there's an actual, like imbalance going on and you need to take the time to reset that and heal that or else you're not really going to be able to break out of it gradually with life changes. Yes. Mm -hmm. But that still takes a while and it's really hard to endure those types of lifestyle practices when you're in a state that you literally don't have the chemicals in your brain to feel motivation, to get out of bed, to want to do those things. It's crazy. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's all, it's all important. You know, it's Mm -hmm. the, uh, the, conventional allopathic model wants to just simplify it to like it's all about the chemicals it's like well no you know that's Mm -hmm. that's just so that they could sell a shit ton of ssris um and dr kelly brogan and so many others have just called them out so beautifully on that you know and so it's like (laughs) there's so much more to it how how about your sunlight how about your sleep how about your relationships how about, like, you know, holistic, baby? Sunlight, sunlight <laughs> is
1: a whole other conversation. So I, yeah. I, I have an herbal skincare company called yeah. Sunshine Rituals that Beautiful. I, I started developing after I got melanoma at 25. Wow, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, I have this big scar here uh-huh. on my shoulder. I, I ripped it open after I got the stitches taken out because <laughs> I, I wouldn't play it on the beach like an idiot. But it looks cool now. It looks yeah, like it a does. dead fish or something. But, yeah, um, yeah, so after that, you know, I, I grew up. Loving the sun, being in the sun a lot. And I mean, I was in Athens, Greece, most of my childhood. Like, I was living on the beach. And then right. Arizona is super, super hot. So I was outside in the sun. And it, I didn't really expect to get it at all. I didn't think it would happen at 25 either. I was really young. But my vitamin D levels were low. You know how low? It was 27. <laughs> and I spent a couple hours in the sun every day. Wow. And I got skin cancer probably because I was stressed. I was also living like the homeopathic remedy, like carcinosum. Like Uh (laughs) I was like overstressed and overthinking in that do, do, do state, you know, like it's literally cancer in your mind that takes place in your body. Right. Um, Yep. Yep. And I was just so surprised because I was in the sun all the time and I was like, how's my vitamin D so low? I supplement too. Oh, and I was tan as well. And I got really depressed because I was like, I can't be in the sun anymore, you know. But mm-hmm. it was just surprising to see how low my vitamin, vitamin D was. And yeah. after starting the company and working and researching sunscreen and vitamin D levels for a while, even like you have to spend realistically four to six hours without your shirt on in the sun to have proper vitamin D levels. So the only people who really actually have sufficient natural vitamin D are people that live in like, The rainforest that don't wear shirts or people that live near the equator. Everyone in the United States has, uh, like it's an average of 40, I think, Mm -hmm. or 36 and almost most major diseases are prevented at above 40. So like heart attack, cancer, stroke, depression, anxiety, all prevented. And the average person doesn't have enough vitamin D. It's something we should all be taking, but A lot of times, like, I thought I was spending enough time in the sun to get vitamin D because I thought it was like, oh, 15 minutes a day was
0: like the general knowledge, you know, on my mm-hmm. arms and legs is like enough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's not. It's nowhere mm-hmm. near enough. And you were supplementing? Did you figure out why it was lower? I,
1: I'm not a consistent supplementer. Okay. <laughs> I got it. Yeah.
0: that Because I've actually had my vitamin D, D be too high. Yeah. I was at like 90 yeah. something yeah, before. Yeah. We, were you doing
1: 10,000? I use uh
0: yeah, daily? for a while, and yeah. you know I might have been off because I tested like a couple of weeks right after I heavy supplemented like that, yeah. so you know and it was
1: like, yeah, if it's like the day after you took a ten thousand I u dose, you and know,
0: that, yeah, the... not that, but you know, r- sudden, but pretty close, yeah, like a week before that i had yeah. taken fifty thousand oh, a yeah. couple of days in a row or something Do so. a, yeah, heavy dose. yeah, like the you know load up uh but but yeah, man, you know, because that's the thing, a lot of reference ranges talk about. 30 up to 30 you know 30 and above you're fine mm-hmm. but really functionally I've heard anywhere from like 70 to 90 is really what we want yeah, to see yeah I mean that,
1: that's like the functional ideal range yeah. yeah the safe range is up to 100 or 90 depending on what lab test you're looking at
0: but right typically that's where we want to get people But yeah, but you know, in Northern climates where I'm from in Mm -hmm. Illinois, Chicago area, like most of the year, you're not, you know, half the year, you're not even getting vitamin D no matter how much you're outside.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And then in the summer in whatever months you're, you have to be out there for a while and then depends on your, if you have any snips that Mm -hmm. prevent you from converting that vitamin Mm D and are you supplementing at all? Exactly. Of course people are going to be low and not to mention how the people that got hit worse with COVID, mm-hmm. those studies have done yeah, all I mean, lower in vitamin D. Vitamin D, zinc, magnesium, everything that we're just generally deficient in these days.
1: But yep. it was so interesting to see some of the research. It's like you start to see that skin health really matters. Like it's, of course, overall health. You don't have functional vitamin D levels if you're not healthy, if you don't take care of your skin. And that's why I wanted to start like the herbal medicine skincare company where you're actually yeah. putting like concentrated true herbal medicine in a functional sunscreen product so you're nourishing the skin you're healing the damage you're supporting antioxidants and you're blocking the skin instead of just a product that has mostly zinc oxide and a bunch of other random shit and trace amounts of like calendula extract and aloe and stuff like there isn't that much in a general sunscreen that you buy it's minimal Mm amounts. so Mm -hmm. making true concentrated herbal medicine trying to start that conversation on like you have to nourish your skin you have to help your skin create the vitamin d
0: and help your body convert it and use it too yep especially not, if you're doing anything where you're out in the sun all, all yeah, the time
1: exactly like surfers people who are outside riding bikes on the weekend like if you're in the sun all the time and you don't have healthy skin and you're not supporting your health then your skin isn't going to be healthy either and you're more at risk to developing melanoma like me
0: yeah <laughs> yeah so that obviously that turned out okay yeah, yeah. So
1: it was actually kind of funny. The biopsy I got, they did a shave biopsy when they should have done an excisional biopsy. Mm. So because of that, when it came back cancerous, I had to go get a lymph node taken out and like tested, and the MRI, and I had mm-hmm. to cut out a bunch of my tissue. So. Unfortunately, it would have been a little scalpel cut if they did an excisional and they saw that it hadn't gone through the base of the Mm mole, but they didn't. So I had to have surgery. So it was a little whoopsie on the the (laughs) end of the doctor who did that. But, you know, I'll forgive him as a fellow learning doctor.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Wow, man. Yeah, that's crazy. And so what a motivation to start your company. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's just been kind of like a
1: fun passion project for a while, you know, just something to keep me motivated and excited and
0: engaged Mm -hmm. with the community in san diego as well so Mm -hmm. you aren't you sold locally are you going to be sold here yeah so
1: we're actually opening up a storefront in oceanside probably first week of august uh shared space with our our friends hat company called friends of friends which is really fun so we have a shared dual space little workshop handcrafted herbal medicine Uh, People can come and do workshops. We'll teach them how to do herbal medicine. We'll have all of our herbs growing, little displays and stuff. So it'll be super fun.
0: Beautiful, man. That's exciting. Congratulations. Thanks, Um, man. I'm real happy for you. Uh, Just the the beginning of much more to come. I know. It's so crazy. I can't even believe a brick and mortar. It's nuts. Yeah. office official. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Love that. Love that. Um, So... So what else are you working on or something that you're really excited about that, you know, you want to get out to the world? <laughs> <laughs> I know I've got lot. so many things, man. So, I mean,
1: I've been writing books for a while. I've got oh, yeah. two kids book contracts. I wrote four words on them, awesome. uh, one on impulse control for children and one on mindfulness and affirmations, wow. uh, doing personal mantras, which is something that helped me get through a lot of times i would walk my dog and do mantras almost every night for years on end that's beautiful. how me get through a lot wow um so that was really excited about those and i've been working on some cookbooks and a bigger book around food and how that has caused disease in us how our relationship to food has changed over the years and what we can do to heal uh different diseases that are caused by eating the wrong way so it goes through the specifics of what people eat and how it makes them sick in certain ways, like how it creates cardiovascular disease and then how to kind of start integrating things. So really simplistic guides, shopping guides, cooking guides, nutritional guides, and then a actual cookbook that I just finished shooting. I'm going to finish shooting this upcoming week with desserts, which you're invited to Awesome! lots of zucchini bread and banana care bread, which is like my brownie replacement. Um, and am there, bro. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's yeah, been so no, nice. Say no more. So nice. <laughs> and then uh, I've been doing a lot of work on psychedelic research companies and entering into the psychedelia space. And mm-hmm. really, I'm really excited about that space. It's something that's near and dear to me. And I know is near and dear to you as well. For sure. And I think it is something that is, I mean, it's taken the world by storm. It's moving so much faster than cannabis did through the legalization process, oh, through yeah. the studies, because now we have the pipelines and understand how to get through those and the big need, the for, big what they, need for what need for providing the, the yeah. effectiveness of it's showing as opposed to other therapies. So there's just so much exciting stuff going on and I really love the formulation side and understanding how to optimize the therapies and how to integrate them better and how to create the structure around an education for people to have resources to properly do it. So there's a lot of great companies like Double Blind Mag is doing a lot of the stuff that I want to do actually, which is, I was just going to start writing about. And it's really awesome to see them doing that. And they're working with Mudwater too, which is a great company. They're doing a bunch of mushroom stuff as well. So
0: Man, it's just the beginning of this stuff. It, it like, it really, you know, we've been into the cannabis world for a few mm-hmm. years now in different, you know, formats and, I've been telling people for a while now, like, cannabis is really blowing up. And, can't you know, psychedelics are kind of right behind mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But now psychedelics are kind of leapfrogging it real quick. It's kind of mind-blowing. Yeah, I mean,
1: everyone in the cannabis industry is trying to get into the mushroom industry. And then there's another flood of actual medical doctors and therapists and people trying to take advantage that they're coming in on top of that as well. So it is it's always like the wild west style business when these like markets open up and it was really wild to be part of the cannabis and hemp industry as it opened up Mm -hmm. and it's going to be interesting to see how this market shakes out too but i mean there is a lot of good science going on there's so many great organizations out there that are really putting out good information Mm -hmm. and resources for people so you know i'm i'm really hopeful and i'm excited but Yeah, I've been doing a lot of growing, a lot of extraction science, a lot of organic chemistry, um, Mm. and just general things like that, and trying to get all my ducks in a row for doing formulation and
0: launching some awesome products. Man, can't wait to see what you produce, because uh, there's some magic that happens when you get into that synergy and entourage effect of, you know, mushrooms are powerful, Mm -hmm. cannabinoids are powerful, Mm -hmm. botanicals are powerful, now I add all that together... Now, the way you synergize it all enough for this blend, for this purpose. And mm-hmm. then once again, your energy and vibe, like there's a company in, I think, Arizona, Herbal Vitality. Yeah, yeah. And I met them at a conference and they're mm-hmm. like, when we formulate and do our products, like we mm-hmm. don't talk about any news. We're not talking mm-hmm. about any politics. Mm-hmm. It's only positive, high yeah. vibes. And I was like, wow, yeah. that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. That's the kind of company that, you know, I want to be a part of. And yeah. it sounds like all, only what you put out.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's like we were talking right before we started, how psychedelics respond to the intention and the energy you put behind when you're producing them and making them. And I was, I know plenty of people who've been part of grow operations and have tried to grow in environments that were not harmonious, where the energy wasn't right, where people weren't happy, communication wasn't clear. And the mushrooms were growing at first, but as soon as things got off the wall, things stop going as smoothly as they should have and the mushrooms don't want to grow in a tense environment even if you give them like perfect conditions it was just moving so slow the yield went down we had contam popping up like and i've heard that at so many other places when you try to scale up when you really try to take advantage of the market there seems to be some resistance there and i suspect that it's energetical but Mm -hmm. there is people doing it on probably very very enormous scales right now that got the science right and just have things dialed and are very efficient mushroom growers and can grow at a large scale. But for people who are like trying to enter it and like there's this nervous hectic energy and you need to make a product, you gotta you wanna move the pounds, you know, like it's mm-hmm. it's not it's not a healthy place for mushrooms or medicine to be made for anyone, nor a place to work or be.
0: Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, no. It's it's gonna be real interesting because, you know, all this capitalism coming in to uh you know an industry and a product and a vibe of kind of anti-capitalism in a way right and how is that all gonna marry together you know it's like here we are talking about psychedelics and being against capitalism on our iphones right like (laughs) recording on our macbook airs you know it's like you can't be away from all of it
1: no no i mean yeah that's that's one thing I struggle with a lot probably is figuring out the balance of it, you know? When yep. the last time I was reading, be here now by Ram Dass, mm-hmm. I remember I was like, I was like kind of rocking and shaking when I was reading it. Cause it's like, it just like breaks down the illusions of everything and you're like, fuck, how can I exist in this world and like play this game with these people? But it's just, you just kind of have to treat it as that as a game to be played, you know, cause everyone's kind of playing it. And if you, want to make it and have a functional life in the United States right now, at least you kind of have to play that game. It's a pay to play, you know, Mm -hmm. it it is a pay to play game, unfortunately. And (laughs) I've been very broke before for a long time. And it's hard to get back into that pay to play game when you have no money Mm -hmm. because you have to pay (laughs) to start playing. And once you pay, you don't have any money to keep playing. And so it's like this (laughs) vicious cycle, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how it shakes out. But I think, I mean, the medicine and the healing that it does, as opposed to something like cannabis that can be abused much more recreationally as a party drug, as a way to numb out. For sure. You can definitely abuse psychedelics. Mm -hmm. For sure. And you can do them too much and fuck up your brain and predispose yourself to things like schizophrenia and bipolar disorder if you have that in Mm -hmm. your family or genetic history. Mm -hmm. But... I think the medicine and the message that people get from them consistently and the beauty that occurs in those healing sessions is not going to create an environment that is like being taken advantage of you know
0: yeah because guess what it is once again it's not the medicines really what's the healing part of the whole experience for people it's the mystical experience, mm-hmm. it's the mm-hmm. spiritual, mm-hmm. you know, connection with like, oh, wow, I'm so much more than this BS I've been trying, being stressed about, yeah, you know? I,
1: oh, I'm connected to everything, and I can see how it all feeds into each other now, you
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> know? <laughs> yep, lots of dots <laughs> connecting, and, you know, literally that image of, like, your neurons, you know, with the fMRI, mm-hmm. your psilocybin, you know, your brain on psilocybin, and just all oh, these connections that mm-hmm. normally aren't there. Mm-hmm. You feel that, when you're on yeah i mean like it, it
1: literally helps you regrow new pathways in your brain that's why it's so great for overcoming trauma and depression and addiction things like that because you can form new neural pathways and if you're taking it in combination with other mushrooms and things like lion's mane that helps across mm-hmm. the blood brain barrier more effectively
0: mm-hmm.
1: then the healing actions are actually enhanced from taking that so you can enhance that overall experience and you can guide that like i said with the synergy of the herbal plants someone has anxiety you give them herbs that are really great for restoring anxiety and adrenals and mm-hmm. you use that therapy to direct the healing energy of the session of the psychedelic yep. session right
0: and then you pair that with the therapist you know wh- yeah. whatever and practitioner. Set and setting yep. you know all of that mm-hmm. yep. that that's a big big part of it that's why that's commonly repeated set and setting mm-hmm. your mindset and everything going into it and then the setting where you are who you're with mm-hmm. all of those things are dramatic differences yeah. in, the, in your experience from yeah. being out in the forest with some mm-hmm. really really close amazing friends of yours versus in downtown <laughs> chicago with a different kind of a vibe <laughs> nice. you know have you been there before yep <laughs> <laughs> speaking of yeah experience. that sounds like
1: experience oh man <laughs> i've been in like the first time I took mushrooms is a full eighth of penis envy. Wow. In my friend's apartment room. that was really cramped with two other friends and it was nothing but like windows on sliding doors on the wall. And it was just like the worst space to take in. We all wow. had the worst time. Yeah. I ended up having a great time later on,
0: mm-hmm. but we freaked the fuck out. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And there you go. And there's, that's a perfect example of there is no such thing as a bad trip as is difficult. Yeah. Maybe it was a little difficult at times, probably very.
1: Well, so my best friend at the time has never taken psychedelics since. My Mm -hmm. other very close friend Mm -hmm. ended up going mildly schizophrenic and being out of commission for six months or so. So it wasn't like it was a good trip by any sense. But we've all ended up in a great place. And for me, I actually loved it. And I'd actually been arrested for selling pot at the time, which I actually I took the fall and just got that sentence. Uh, I was 18 at the time, so I couldn't smoke for a while cause I was on probation. Mm-hmm. So I started just doing more like mushrooms or microdoses of acid recreationally as just like my drug of choice. You know, it's like huh. instead of drinking and smoking, I would just do a little bit of psychedelics and like hang out. Yeah.
0: That'd be enough. So, yep. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. That's where I really appreciate microdosing of psychedelics. Myself is, uh, in that kind of recreational party, chilling, you know, mm-hmm. whatever session, or it could be in a creative work type setting mm-hmm. as well. I've mm-hmm. studied for, you know, naturopathic <laughs> boards on psilocybin microdoses. It was great. Yeah, I mean, I studied and... on
1: tons of cannabis, mm-hmm. and I had to take the tests high on cannabis <laughs> as well because I was stressing State and I was
0: dependent like, memory,
1: dude. I was like, I didn't study enough. I've been working too much in my businesses, just like running around. I was like, I've been studying high. I'm need to be high for the test or else I'm going to be stressing and overthinking every question, you know, like, I can't remember what I studied, but when you're high, you just like, yeah, the question pops out at you more so than you having to look for it or think through it. It's like, it let, it allows you to disconnect from your overthinking brain, hmm. even though like you overthink when you're high, like your decision-making is not based on those thoughts. It's like, your mind's kind of, spinning. that's
0: very interesting. Yeah. Because guess what? Cannabis is putting you into that parasympathetic, more chilled out state. And that's where all the, you know, you have access to your better, you know, memory, your better thinking, your prefrontal prefrontal cortex, all that is just working better versus when you're in that sympathetic, like, I got to survive. You're not going to remember anything. It doesn't matter how much you studied. And that's all so many people with this anxiety. I saw it. So many people would fail over and over again. I'm like, oh, man, it was the most anxious ones. I would remember
1: I would go to school the morning of a test and my friend would be like, oh. I was up till 2 a.m. studying at the wine bar. I'm so stressed. I woke up at 5. I kept cramming. I'm like... Dude, I did that like three days ago, and last night I slept for eight hours. And I did yoga this morning. I meditated and yep. did breath work because <laughs> there's no way
0: I'm gonna fucking pass this test if I don't sleep. You know? Like, yes, exactly. Same. I didn't yeah. do all of those things, but I did some. <laughs> and I, I just it was all about chill. Everybody be like, Adrian, why are you so chilled out? You, you, you barely even studied. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I know enough. Like, yeah, you
1: have. To, <laughs> I mean, that that's my whole strategy. It's like, unfortunately, it's like. You need to know enough how to pass a test cuz right. a test isn't a practical application of your knowledge. It's right. uh, depending on who wrote the test and how they're asking the questions, it's a completely different game. It's not it's not realistic. It's not a true world view of, of your knowledge.
0: Exactly. Or how good of a doctor, or mm-hmm. healer you're going to be, you know. Man, you know one thing uh, I could talk about for a long time with you is this whole a and r and the retreats and stuff like i have a lot of passion around retreats i never even have gone to one of those retreats i know it's so ridiculous like i believe it like, i'm hoping
1: hoping there's gonna be the startup next year hopefully we're still maybe not this year i think it's a bit too late it's already august yeah Holy crap! <laughs> july 30th right yeah. now it's
0: crazy uh it's it's they excite me a lot i've never even been to one but i've kind of created my own little version of one at my cousin's bachelor party it was like 15 guys we rented out a lake house we had a boat and all this stuff and i was microdosing everybody and it was (laughs) absolutely incredible i started adjusting them Mm -hmm. and -hmm. then we're just all talking about shit and weed for i brought two ounces and 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 they're like dude this is like dr adrian remedi's retreat like how much do we charge you Relax. Know, like, oh, don't worry i'll send you the bill You're at sad. the end guys like, <laughs> but like there's something there man yeah getting everybody together the community having everything provided mm-hmm. all that i mean you know in our history man naturopathic sanitariums mm-hmm. those were there and they fucking yeah. work i there. mean i so. think
1: that is one of the most exciting things i think about the psychedelic industry that's opening up there's retreat based healing centers where people can go and stay for extended therapy and have a sanitarian type experience there's it's like everyone's about it there's breath work there's meditation there's cold plunges there's hydrotherapy there's acupuncture acupuncture there's massage therapists there's energy work there's doctors there's psychiatrists and therapists yeah and spiritual workers that's how medicine worked till the 50s and 60s until the medical industry shut those down because it wasn't as profitable because no one wants to have a person stay in a hospital for six months when they're like quote-unquote healthy enough to be a functional human being. But that's why health has gone down so quickly since then, starting in the 80s, you know, like a decade later, you start seeing the ramifications. The 90s, obesity, diabetes start becoming a huge problem. And now, like, 80% of our population in the States is overweight, you know.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not working. It's clearly it's, not working. It's yeah. how health care became sick care, right? Mm-hmm. Dr. Rick Kirshner mm-hmm. in the NMI, Naturopathic Medicine Institute, you know, made that documentary Um, all about that history of that, which I highly recommend everybody go check out. And once you learn that history of how, like, the Rockefellers got involved and influenced all the schools and the Flexner Report and shut down all the natural, you know, homeopathy and herbal schools, and what it's like, why is that? So they could patent their, you know, oil-based, petroleum-based pharmaceutical medicines and make that the standard when that's just in the last hundred years what about all in the rest of history of human history we've been yeah. using natural methods so it's like how do we get back to that paradigm that's yeah. what I'm all about yeah. And I know we got you involved on that and you know on the team to to make that happen man so let's let's do it I don't know how yet but we'll figure it out
1: yeah I mean I'm excited I'm happy that you're involved with that I mean there is so much potential people are interested in retreats and it is it, it's is—it's—it's mm-hmm. creating that healing space the set and setting for healing to occur you know that's what's yep. so nice about them and doing that in community is always so much more powerful when you get to share that experience with people as well you know so i think i yep. think there's something there and i'm really excited to see how that takes a hold
0: yeah for sure man so i can't wait to on the you know level now as being on the board of the a and r appreciate you passing congrats, down congrats, yeah thank yeah. you uh, see what we can do and you know with the schools and you know love to mm-hmm. give back and I, I made quite a network there at national mm-hmm. and know mm-hmm. everybody there and they all love me and they think I'm crazy but <laughs> like Dr. Lou said you might be crazy but you're not stupid <laughs> you gotta be crazy You and gotta I, be crazy. yeah and I know you're right there with me bro it's we're trying to do some big stuff you know yeah. and we're not we know our intentions are good and so we're not afraid can't be yeah you gotta go for it so uh what else? Uh, what else is on your mind, dude? What else do you want to talk about? I know we could talk for hours and hours, but you know, we <sighs> both got things going on in our lives. So what? What else are you? Um, yeah, I mean,
1: I something I'm excited about is I finally just got back into clinical practice. So like one day a week, I am back in a clinic now, seeing patients, which feels really good because, you know, I spent a shit ton of money and time. And uh, you know, going through school to get my degree, so it feels really good to Yeah,
0: student loans are real.
1: (laughs) They are. But, you know, I've been working so hard on businesses and formulating and in the different industries and Mm -hmm. it's just nice to take the space again. I haven't been seeing patients since last September. Mm. So, you know, I'm excited to start doing the things I love again, which is body work and, you know, doing more nutritional therapies, vitamin injections, peptides, prolotherapy, PRP. and that stuff is huge absolutely and it's 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 a bit more fun to be honest yeah um but i do love seeing super complex cases like multiple food sensitivities environmental allergies mold toxicities are like fun to work on too because you can really see results fast and there's very clear guidelines if it's like get out of the mold you're gonna start feeling better let's detox you (laughs) Uh uh-huh
0: uh-huh yeah i know that that stuff is Wow, that stuff is big, man. And I was just listening to a vital conversation on uh, NMI about PRP and Prolo and all this stuff and ozone and is it vitalistic, you know, and it's like they're like, yeah, absolutely. Any modality can be. It's all about how it's used.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, at, at the base of it, you're using either the you're using the body's own healing response. And its exactly, own yeah. nutrients and plasma and fluids to mm-hmm. stimulate a healing response with a needle, totally, which has been done for thousands of years. But now we just have a nice needle that I can draw your blood out with, spin it down, extract a nice little centrifuge machine, yeah, yeah, and then inject it back in. So I mean, technically, we've been poking people with the needles in their knees or shoulders or spine for thousands of years to fix them. So it's just like. Yeah. I don't know that's that's vitalistic to me, but I do think there is still like medicine in general, the way that it's practiced, like you come in a clinic, you sit down for an hour, you go through your results, you get a thing you need to do to fix it and then you go home. Yeah, I still don't think that like it's it's hard for me to do that, although I really see the value of being a doctor in a clinical practice like my Mm -hmm. ideal is to be in a retreat space where I see people for long term and develop healing relationships with them. Yeah. Not one hour at a time, you yeah. know, it's, it's,
0: well, let's do it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm serious that yeah. that's one of my big visions to make happen. And I'm, I'm, I've been saying that for years now. Yeah. So I mean, the, there's so
1: many people who want to do it too. And yeah. so many people see the value. So I think it's going to be a real thing. And I, yeah,
0: yeah. Why not us? If Why not, not us? If not us, then who? And if yeah. not now, then when? Yeah. I mean, if not everyone,
1: <laughs> let's do it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who? Anybody. There's yeah. a bunch
0: of people that have interest in this, for yeah. sure. I'm not, yeah. yeah, I'm not, we're not the only ones, absolutely. Yeah. That's what's beautiful about it. And that's a good thing, you know? Yeah. The more, the better. Like, mm-hmm. let's get everybody involved. Every, and, like, Yeah, we can all lift each other up. You know, like Dr. Hour. Patch Adams came and spoke at our school. Oh, wow. The real Dr. Patch wow. Adams, you know, from the movie. <laughs> and, dude... This guy said that he gets 10 death threats a year. (laughs) Why? Because he wants to start a fucking free hospital god forbid
1: i mean as soon as you're in the public eye of anything expressing any opinions you're it's just automatically gonna happen you know like you can't you can't avoid that you know it's and that, the reality you know, of and the that's
0: world. and that's another thing i agree and that's another thing i've been uh saying and sharing in, in class and i'm sharing it even on this podcast that like i don't have any fear bro like i don't i know i'm not doing my mission and shit i'm here to do until i start getting yeah. death threats and that's where i'm like okay
1: but, well, I mean, the, the, the elders would tell you, like, from back in the day, like, you're not a real naturopath until you get arrested.
0: Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah I've gone through the court system, because what are you doing? Healing yeah, people. Yeah, healing. Huh? Oh, no. We're going to arrest you. <laughs> Wait, you, uh, I'll never forget, I was uh, doing a homeopathy ro- rotation with uh, Dr. Joel Shepard. He's a real awesome homeopath, MD, uh, in Chicago, suburbs there. Mm-hmm. And he had this, like, 82-year-old patient, female, and she's like... He's like, oh yeah, whatever, then, you know, doing well. And he's like, oh, why don't you tell him, uh, tell him what happened to your scleroderma? And she's like, oh, it's gone, it's completely cured, it's homeopathy. I was like, holy yeah. shit, nice. Like that's <laughs> right, a cool. bi- that's a big deal. And yeah. he's just like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, whatever, not a yeah. big deal, seeing it all the time. Yeah. So it's just it's a different world, man, different paradigm, and and I really believe in. My ultimate big vision is to change this whole paradigm back to natural medicine the way it's always been by getting people like Elon Musk or whoever mm-hmm. to get, be on our side and yeah. be like, yo, here's some money, here's some power. Let's fucking get after this yeah. like the Rockefellers did. But yeah, exactly. Good.
1: It, yeah, it creates a power once you have money, once you have cash flow, once you have a revenue base, you mm-hmm. can create energy and change what people are doing, and how they're doing it and really sustained change throughout society mm-hmm. so yeah man there is something to that and I think I mean there's people like what Kim Kardashian like got on the CBD train and is like doing Reiki and stuff you know really um, I didn't even know that yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> and her and Kanye are divorced now, which is crazy. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: know how I know that because I, I follow rap stuff and Kanye's like, oh, divorced. Like, oh, shit. That's funny. Yeah, no, I haven't paid attention to anything in so long. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm completely unplugged from the mainstream. I mean, I've been living in a trailer in the desert for the last six months. So I was just hiding away from society. <laughs> Man, it's it's a trip out there in the desert. Desert hot springs at Warley. Yeah,
1: no, the wind, I've never dealt with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. an element that's so frustrating it like just gets under your skin and like tosses even in Chinese medicine like that much wind stirs up your fire and it agitates your shed you know so you're literally like just like fucking leaking vital chi out there and like having shit disturbed inside
0: you you know so interesting here's yeah. a topic I want to talk to you about That's here since you're in TCM what's your concept of uh, males holding in their ejaculation and like preserving their jing yeah, you know, so tan, tantric, you know, all that stuff. Like,
1: I mean, honestly, I stopped masturbating as much when I started getting more into that because it uh-huh. is something there, like the energy that you release when you're doing that. But then also naturopathically, mm-hmm. or from a view of prostate health, like ejaculating 25 times a month is good for preventing prostate cancer and it's okay. for a healthy prostate. Yeah, it's almost every day. I know it's crazy. You're like, fuck. <laughs> I know there's tons of people who do that, but that sounds exhausting. <laughs> like. I remember one time oh, I I had sex like six times in a row one day and I was so tired and dehydrated that day. I was like a fucking zombie. Like it was yeah. crazy. And it's yeah. true. So it's like it does drain your vital force and it is fluid. So you are dehydrating yourself. It's nutrients. Mm-hmm. You know, it's your it's life force, It's a life essence. You're giving life essence that's like a beautiful thing. And like, we're just doing it for a dopamine rush, you know, cause we're bored.
0: <laughs> yeah. And there's something to it. It's like, as you get older as a male, you should preserve it even more is what the Chinese. Yeah. Is well, say, cause right? it,
1: it, it drains your vital, your gene, your, your mm-hmm. life force, you know? So you only have so much of it and you can preserve it by living a healthy life, by drinking good water, breathing good air, exercising, meditation, mm-hmm. things that drain it are trauma, stress, disease, hardships, you know, smoking, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. drinking but things like that too like yeah not sleeping enough ejaculating too much indulging any any type of indulging eating too much sugar will drain your Mm -hmm. vital life force because Mm -hmm. it's an imbalance Mm -hmm. so it's about living in balance so i do believe in preserving it and like seeing it as a drain of energy like these days yeah
0: so yep yeah i can see that yep i'm a very uh I'm a Scorpio, so I'm a, I am have lots of uh, that sexual energy. So there's something to that, like transmuting it, kind of like transforming it, using it for the more productive, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: yeah, because, I, I mean, it is, it is a powerful energy, yeah. too. So when you can transmute it and you work with it and understand it, then, like, beautiful things can come of it. And Russell Brand is someone who, like, I like listening to, and I think mm-hmm. he's... Hilarious and you kind of remind beard. me of him I know I'm getting there right, with yeah. a beard I just waiting for the gray to come in, but uh-huh. you know like he he was a drug addict, he's partied, he's been through it, he's mm-hmm. been through his own personal hell, like he created that life, he lived through his trauma, and he came out of it too, which I really respect,, yep. you know, and he transmuted that he was a sex addict, you know like. Self-admitted sex addict, and he channeled that energy into other things. Now he's a family man, and like loves meditating and consciousness, and working on that project and sharing that.
0: Like yep. he can transmute that passion into that. Absolutely, yeah. He's a great example. He's a funny guy. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome man. Well, uh, I really, really appreciate you. I'm glad that I have someone so uh, like-minded and and on on my vulnerable you know level here close by mm-hmm. uh, locally so we'll definitely be hanging out much more and talking about a whole lot of these topics in depth yeah. because they're
1: endless yeah i know i'm happy to be back in san diego as a home base so i can actually have more of community and support and experiences with my friends and building wonderful things so for sure thanks for having me on the podcast man it was wonderful
0: awesome man yeah i enjoyed it and uh we'll uh we'll uh, see you next time yeah awesome. Excited. Thank you.